You're listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. And as always, thanks for tuning in. Unless you live in a cave, you might have heard the latest installment in the Marvel superhero universe hits movie theaters this week. The hype around Black Panther has far surpassed any typical movie rollout, in part because of a real strong social media buzz. There have been ongoing discussions online for months over the actors in the film, images released from director Ryan Coogler's sets, and screens to captures, and social discussions about what people were going to wear to screenings of Black Panther or how black people were going to celebrate this truly black superhero film. So what makes this film any different from other superhero films that star black actors? Will Smith or Wesley Snipes, for instance, both were superheroes uh, in movies. Uh, the answer is largely about identity and what it means to be black and celebrated in America. But there's no question we are seeing a cultural moment, maybe even the makings of a shift in entertainment and society generated out of this film. We want to spend the rest of the hour talking about Black Panther, the movie, and Black Panther, the phenomenon, the cultural moment that is represented by this film, its appearance, and, of course, the reaction to it. Uh, we want to hear from you, this segment especially. What, have you seen Black Panther? Are you going to see Black Panther? Are you someone who has loved this story through comics uh, over the years and can't wait to see it on the screen. Uh, what do you think of the racial dynamic of this film, of the idea of this film, of the idea of this character? Uh, give us a call. 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put your comments there or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll work you into the conversation. And uh, joining us for this conversation is Candace Fortman. She's the marketing director here at WDET. Candace, welcome to the studio. Thanks for having me. Also here is David Dennis. He's an adjunct professor of journalism at Morehouse and a writer for Interactive One. He has written a very enthusiastic column about the debut of Black Panther in theaters. David, welcome to Detroit Today. Oh, thanks for having me again. Yeah. All right. So I got to say up front, uh, Candace and uh, David have an advantage over me in the sense that they have seen this film already. It's not been open 24 hours, <laughs> but they have already seen it. Uh, I was supposed to go see it tonight, uh, last night. Couldn't do it because my son had a test today. I thought that was a little more important than a late night movie. Uh, we will go see it uh, together next week sometime. But let me first get your reactions to the film itself. Uh, Candace, I'll start with you. So I, when I, as soon as the movie was over, I pulled my phone out and just started writing notes because I had so many things rushing through my head. Um, let me just start as a, a fan of Marvel films. Um, inside of the Marvel Universe, this is a unique film. I think that it stands out completely from the direction of the typical Marvel film. So okay. I'll start there. Yeah. But I also think, like, the first thing that came to my head as soon as the movie ended was um, Jay-Z, 444, you know, legacy, 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 black excellency, mm -hmm. you know. So it, that's what that movie felt like. It felt like a, a sort of a celebration of black excellence, but also a serious social commentary on um, the relationship to People of African descent, whether they live on the continent, outside of the continent, were brought to the brought to America against their will or came to America of free will, right? It was a conversation between these groups of people and sort of how we exist 
in the world and also um, the importance of blackness in society and creating science and creating math and creating technology um, and sort of we don't talk about that right mm-hmm. in, in, in large scale and this movie is a celebration of that the fact that we are inventors of the beginning of technology yeah huh uh, David Dennis in the column that you wrote titled Black Panther Seeing yourself and when a movie is more than a movie, the first line of that column says, I'm going to cry when I see the Black Panther opening credits. Uh, So the first question is, is that what happened when you went to see the film? Um, I did not cry, but the tear was was in the corner. It was hovering in the corner. <laughs> you were holding it back, right? <laughs> it was holding it back. If I'd have leaned forward, it would have fallen into my bucket of popcorn. So it was it was close. It was there, and it stayed there for about two and a half hours. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't leave. Um, you know, I, I saw I saw um, a screener on Monday, and then I went again last night and took my family. So I've seen it twice. Wow! I'm um, probably going to see it a couple more times. Um, yeah, it was an emotional experience. I mean, you know, not no spoilers, but when you see Wakanda for the first mm. time, I mean, that is um, one of the most gripping, compelling cinematic moments for me um, that I've ever experienced. To mm. see um, an, a city in Africa that is unencumbered by colonialism, that has been able to thrive and grow without, you know, uh, without being torn down by outside forces. Like, it is potential and you know, recognizing who we are as a people and what we can accomplish just in one wordless scene. Um, and, and the movie just goes uphill from there. Wow, wow. That just brought tears to my eyes, by the way. <laughs> right, now Candace is crying. I am. That, like, that, is, that was a very real feeling. It, it, what he's describing is very real. It was, it was remarkable. It was, you had an immediate placement, right? Right, right? And you felt like you were a part of this. Like, I can go there. We could imagine this. We could dream this. We can be in this place of freedom and in this place of just building and growing together. And it was visually beautiful, but there was this immediate sentiment of um, the powerfulness of not being colonized. Right, right. And something that we don't know anything about. Yeah. Right. So, so, so Candace, uh, you said earlier that this movie stands distinct from the mm-hmm. rest of the Marvel uh, Universe movies. Uh, I want to talk a little more about that, but I also want to talk about the fact that so Black Panther's not a new character in these movies. He's been in uh, the Marvel yeah. uh, series uh, so far, and there were hints of some of what you're talking about sure. in those movies. Uh, you know, his first appearance uh, in in this series is about you know his his father and and uh, his appearance right. at this. Uh, this sort of global, this global conference. And there's this hint of, well, there's this world that they come from that you don't really get to see yet, but we're going to show it to you someday, right? right. (laughs) And then, and and I think that's what David is getting at. So you've been hinting at this, right? And then all of a sudden you get there and it's better than anything you could have put in your mind. It is, it it is just, I mean, it's a marvel, right? It is the future in the present you are looking at what the future could be sitting right in the present but also and i think important is that in this universe the future as is as important as the past so is the calling on ancestors it is the idea that we are not far from our ancestors at any one point and i think that is an important part of what black culture means across the world no matter where you go if you walk into any church you know or place of worship and black people are there the idea of ancestors is always 
um, always there no matter where we live in the world. So to see that play out in this, you know, studio movie, right, it, it was it was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, David, uh, in, in your piece, you talk about the significance of this character uh, to you over a really long period of time. I think you say that you were 12 uh, when you first started uh, really relating to Black Panther and the characters uh, there. Uh, talk about how this film for you is faithful to what you um, uh, were expecting and have seen through the comics. I'm always curious about how uh, the film versions of, of these characters um, uh, sit with, with people who are, who are comic fans. And I know you're a huge, huge comic fan. Were you disappointed in any way in the translation? No, well, well, first of all, twelve was that that long ago. But, uh, <laughs> okay, you no, can, yeah, we'll yeah, let no, you get away was, with that. Um, <laughs> it was it was incredibly faithful um, to the comic book, but it also added sort of a new take on the whole universe. I mean, it does an incredible job of world building within the first thirty minutes of the movie. Mm -hmm. So um, you're sort of thrust into the world, you're thrust into the characters. Um, a lot of the characters really jump out of the pages of what I reference in the, in the story is the Christopher Priest, um, a black writer who wrote uh, Black Panther and sort of brought him into prominence in, mm -hmm. in the late 90s. Um, and those characters jump right off of that page and, and are on the screen. And also there's some Coates' um, stories or Tenazi Coates' stories are in there too. So it's faithful to the characters um, in a way that I did not expect. I mean, it, it's, it's, I mean, they're there. And then there's so much more um, fleshed out in the movie um, and given their own, you know, prominence and their own direction um, in, in a way that made me feel like I was connected to the comic book, but also in a way that made me feel like there was a whole new world I was experiencing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. Uh, my guests are Candace Fortman. She's the marketing director here at WDET. Also with us is David Dennis. He's an adjunct professor of journalism at Morehouse and a writer for Interactive One. We're talking about Black Panther, the movie, the movie as well as the cultural phenomenon surrounding that movie and the issues it raises about black identity, black representation, and I think black power in Hollywood, something we're going to talk about in a little bit. Um, if you want to join the conversation, give us a call. Uh, are you going to go see Black Panther? Or have you already seen it? What did you think about the film? Or are you one of the people who might stay away from this film? Maybe you think it's too much hype and you don't want to play into it. Or maybe you think uh, this is an odd way to portray heroism in Hollywood. Uh, is this important for everyone? Uh, is it important for African-Americans as well as white folks to go see this movie? What do you think about the racial dynamic at work in a film like this? Uh, the number on the phones, as always, is 313-577-1019. Uh, you can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll work you into the conversation. Let's go to Patrick in Detroit. Patrick, welcome to Detroit Hello. Today. Hey, Patrick. How are you doing? So, like, I saw it last night, and um, one of the things that was most, uh, and I saw it at um, Livonia, the AMC in Livonia, and uh, one of the things that was the best was all the different um, people who were dressed up in costumes <laughs> there. Like, uh, And usually when you go to, because I'm a superhero fan, you see people who are dressed up in costumes, but these uh, people were dressed up in, like, um, 
dashikis and stuff like that, which yeah. was completely, <laughs> totally awesome. And so it had a really good, um, cool atmosphere. And the story itself was um, cool because the dynamics of um, the kingdom that um, Black Panther is um, king of has its issues with the outside world, which come into play, not, you know, not a spoiler or anything, into the movie um, among the um, the characters who, you know, are um, African, African descent, mm-hmm. African American, and that is really sort of well, just completely well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Patrick, thanks uh, very much for the call. The the, the first thing that, that you said that, that really caught my attention was that this was at an AMC in Livonia. Right. We could have a three-hour conversation, I think, about <laughs> how significant that is, uh, given yeah. the history of uh, race and racial uh, divide here in Southeast Michigan, the idea that a black film like this would be so subscribed in a suburb like Livonia is is significant, but but also again, this idea that this is uh, this is a moment about identity for a lot of people, uh, and and the the dressing up, uh, the, the 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 social media connections that I think have 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 grown out of this. I mean, uh, for for African Americans, this is more than just just a film, Candace. Absolutely. I, I, I talked about this yesterday on Culture Shift, the number of people I had in my timeline who were putting full outfits together. I talked about Deirdre Shabazz, who owns the Traveling Pants like Company. It's a Star Wars movie, It, it right? truly <laughs> is, but like on like the next level. Um, Deirdre Shabazz of the Traveling Pants Company, her entire family, her sister, her sister's husband, their children, her children have coordinated outfits to wear to this movie. <laughs> a friend of mine had an outfit made in Rwanda. I mean, people are, have really... Uh, consider this a, a family celebration. This is a moment to gather together, which really does play. And when they go finally see the film, they'll realize how important that is. You know, the idea of building family and what family means, right? And so, you know, what I saw, well, I saw a brother last night at the theater. I went to the Star John R. And he had on a full kente cloth suit. I mean, like a three-piece kente cloth suit. And all, and, you know, and people were just walking up to him. They took pictures with him. That's awesome, right? And it meant that we weren't just sitting in a theater as strangers. Everybody felt like family. You know, we wanted to talk to each other. People wanted to stay and talk about the film. And that doesn't happen very often. You know, you leave the theater with the strangers you came in with and, you know, it's <laughs> whatever. Gone, you go, right. You're gone. You get back in your car. But last night, you know, people, they, they wanted to stay. They wanted to talk to folks. Yeah, uh, David Dennis, I want to read a little bit of uh, the column that you wrote about Black Panther before seeing uh, the movie you were talking uh, in the column about this moment when they sort of reveal in the comics why Black Panther joins the Avengers uh, and they make it into uh, a self-interest uh, motivation. In other words, that he's trying to protect uh, Wakanda and his people from uh, perhaps the Avengers or that outside influence. And then you said, I wanted to be him. It was his sureness, the way he stood in Captain America or Iron Man's face to coldly let them know he was the dominant force in the Marvel Universe, the way he could walk into the middle of a chaotic Wakandan civil war without flinching and reveal he had the entire situation handled before it even started. When Panther overcame the United States and Russia and the Mafia's conspiratorial attempt to dethrone him and destabilize Wakanda, I felt a beating drum of accomplishment in my chest. I wanted to face oppression with the same unflinching defiance. I wanted to plan my way out of expectations. I wanted to kick ass. I wanted to be Black Panther. Uh, There is no stronger expression, I think, of identity and identity with 
a character than 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 those words, David. Yeah, I think um, you know one of the things that people think about Black Panther is that it's a superhero movie, but really, you know, he is a king, he is a politician, he is a monarch, he is somebody whose job is to protect his people, protect Wakanda. That comes first. So uh, one of the things that you know, like you mentioned, is that. Um, it was revealed that he joined the Avengers just to spy on these American superpower people, you know, and to see if they pose a threat to Wakanda. Like, his people um, come first, and that is, you know, in the movie. Um, and then one of the things about that is that he is, you know, when we see him in Civil War, he is very guarded. He's very, you yes. know, matter-of-fact, very, you know, I'm going to get the job done. But when you see him in Black Panther in the movie, he's uh, disarmed. He's around his mother, his sister his, you know, love interest, all this stuff. And he is, you know, more um, relaxed, more comfortable around his folks. So you see that, um, you know, that masking, that, uh, you know, that double identity that we as black folks always have and have always had to live with. And you see it, you know, disarmed a bit in the movie, which is one of the things that, that grabbed me about, you know, when you first see him on the screen in, in, in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to continue our conversation about Black Panther the movie, Black Panther the cultural phenomenon, and we're going to hear from you, Malcolm in Detroit, Stephanie and Warren, Damon in Detroit, and Michelle in Macomb. Stay with us. We'll get to you. We'll be right back on Detroit Today. listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. Uh, my guests are Candace Fortman, who is the marketing director at WDET, and David Dennis, an adjunct professor of journalism at Morehouse and writer for Interactive One. We're talking about the debut of the Black Panther movie, uh, both the movie and the cultural phenomenon surrounding it. Uh, if you want to join the conversation, have you seen the movie? Are you going to see the movie? Are you not going to see the movie? Uh, give us a call and tell us why. Uh, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put your comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. We'll work you into the conversation. Uh, Candace, you wanted to talk about the role that women, yeah. black women, of course, uh, uh, play in this uh, in this film and how different it is from other depictions uh, that we see. Absolutely. From the very first time you see a black woman on the screen, these women are self-assured. You are immediately understanding they are part of the leadership of this country. Um, they are powerful. They are beautiful. They are self-aware. And I think that, like women tend to do in society, they are the protectors of the realm. And so in that protection role, they're also guiding so they're helping the king sort of, you know, make these really critical choices. I mean, his, you know, oh, I can't say too much. But anyhow, I <laughs> no mean, spoilers, from, no spoilers, but I mean, from his sister to his love interest to um, the woman who runs his army. These are all women that he listens to. They have his ear and he 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 they play a critical role in his thinking and his understanding of the country and what he understands and, and what he eventually realizes needs to happen inside of the society. Right. Yeah. And I 
think that that is such an important conversation for us to have, especially right now, um, you, you know, when we look at our society in general, but also as a look back at what women have meant throughout history mm-hmm. and what we will continue to mean in future when we look at politics and leadership roles, right? And I think that this this movie really does a beautiful job of displaying it. And, and not, oh, and I cannot miss, of course, his mother, right. who is also right there guiding as well. Yeah. Uh, David Dennis, uh, I, I feel like stories like this are are possible now in part because of this new generation of black Hollywood, right? It's not just actors, uh, but also directors. I mean, Ryan Cooler, who uh, directs this film, Ava DuVernay, uh, Jordan Peele. Uh, we're seeing African-Americans able to tell stories that not only they were not allowed to tell before, but but that I, I, I would I think it's fair to say that no one else could tell, at least not from the perspective uh, that that we're seeing right now. Yeah, I mean, we are um, in, uh, you know, with Hollywood, Hollywood, you know, it's it's the bottom line, it's the money. And we're seeing that, hey, these movies uh, by black creators are going to make money. <laughs> you know, we saw we get out, which nobody expected to be what it was. And that was Black Panther, which I believe will exceed, you know, the expectations that have been put forth, even though they're their grand expectations and, and you know it's it's you know the idea that this movie is also doing well internationally which debunks the myth that has been flying around hollywood that you can't get black actors um in international markets because they won't sell that's that's being debunked as we speak this weekend because black panther is crushing those those um box office you know records so what we're learning or what we always knew but hollywood is learning is that hey you have people that look like the rest of the world they're going to come to the theaters. And I think, you know, I would like to think and hope that this is just the start of, you know, seeing more of ourselves in, in these in these moments. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the phones. Lots of folks want to talk about this movie. Michelle in Macomb. Michelle, welcome to Detroit Today. Hi. Um, I just wanted to talk about I went and saw the movie last night mm-hmm. and we were sitting near a group of maybe 10 white, um, like 25 year old men. And they were making fun of, like, some of the pivotal moments in the movie that you saw, like the African dancing, and they were making fun of, like, the accents that were portrayed. And, like, I just thought that that was really important to bring up in this conversation, that people are still not understanding yeah. the point of the movie. Yeah. Uh, Michelle, I'm glad you called and uh, and injected that into the conversation. That, for me, has been uh, a sort of paramount sort of thought about this movie, which is that, you know, great as it is and that that it's being made and and shown, uh, that there's nothing there's nothing that compels, I guess, people who um, who exist in a world where this is foreign or where this is ridiculous. Uh, There's nothing about a movie like this that reaches into their world. Uh, and And I worry about that. Um, you know, it was one thing when Black Panther shows up as part of a Marvel movie and challenges your idea of uh, blackness or or black superheroes. It's another thing when he's in a movie where essentially it's about African people. Uh, a lot of folks uh, will either take a pass uh, right. or go and say, "Oh, good grief! This yeah. is this is crazy." 
What a sad world to exist in where the only thing that you can appreciate are things that look like you. That is a, that's a very sad world to exist yeah. in. And I'm Black sorry people that, never have that luxury, right? We have never had that luxury. And I'm sorry that Michelle had that experience, and I hope that she still enjoyed the film and got out of it what she needed. And I think that we're going to see a lot of that this weekend. I'm sure there will be a lot of social media um, feeds full of very ugly racist things. Um, I think that a, a big part of the conversation in the film is about the ideal of colonization and people being colonizers. So I think that there will be some resistance to that. Um, <clears throat> and that's okay because we have. It's meant to make people uncomfortable. Absolutely. And, um, you know, history is what it is, it can't be changed, it's fact. So, you know, if you have any sort of idea of history, you'll understand that they aren't making these words up. They exist and this idea exists. So, um, you know, maybe, you know, one Black Panther movie might not do it for them. Unless we still have two or three more in the in the box still to go. And we hopefully will have way more films from many other producers and directors that might bring them to this place. And if they don't ever get there, then that's their loss also. Yeah, yeah. Uh, David Dennis, one of the other themes, I think, that emerges from this movie and and movies like this is this idea of black nerdiness uh, and that and that black nerdiness is okay uh, as someone who uh, was attracted to this story as a kid uh, talk about the role that that that, that played that it was okay to be smart and maybe a little a little awkward uh, black panther sort of made people feel like eh, that's not such a bad thing yeah, no, there was, um, you know, I think one of the beauties of social media is that it unites different communities. Um, and one of the communities that, that is, has been united over the last few years is the comic book or black nerd community. Um, and the feeling that, yeah, you know what? We have these things that we, we like. You know, I, uh, check all the boxes. I like Dragon Ball Z. I like wrestling. I like comic books. But there's people who, um, you know, you will find in my generation, there is somebody who likes one of those three things and you will find other people also you know who like it and we're seeing um with this movie that these you know actions these movies these um bits of creativity are really really cool to be a part of uh -huh. you know there are people who um did not read the comic or did not know anything about black panther who come out of this movie like man maybe i should have looked into it more, maybe I should have read it, or, you know, maybe I'll get my kids involved, and you're learning that this is not necessarily just, um, quote-unquote, nerd culture. Like, this is popular culture. These have tropes that we can all um, relate to, and, you know, let's open more, more eyes to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go back to the phones here. Stephanie and Warren. Stephanie, welcome to Detroit Today. I, I hope we're not breaking up. No, uh, I wanted to talk about, well, the racism I've seen all of my life, really. And I recently ended two friendships because of the, the people's racist behavior. And throughout my education, which was in teacher prep, I saw a lot of examples of segregation in literature as well as school culture. And it's time for that to stop, especially at this time in history when we are so politically and socially divided. Uh, it's no longer up to the dominant white culture to call the shots on how the human race is treated. Uh, there's been too much stratification of the races within the larger human race, and it just has to stop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Stephanie, thanks very much for the call and the comments. Uh, lots of people 
uh, with really great reactions to to this film. I'm feeling a little left out here in the fact that I didn't go last night to see uh, it. I can't. My heart bleeds for you. It truly does. I have so much sadness in me. That's right. Yeah. I will get there. I will get there to see it. Malcolm in Detroit. Welcome to Detroit today. Hey, good morning. Yeah. So I uh, had a great experience uh, last night, and I was thinking about your other caller, and one of the ways that I wanted to make sure I avoided having the experience that she had is that I purposed to see it in Detroit. There's only one first-run theater right now where you can see it. That's the Bel Air. So me and you know 20 friends, we went last night, and yeah. we had dinner reservations, late dinner reservations, so we could go discuss the movie after. <laughs> and um, it, one thing I wanted to say, they, they had live African drummers there, African oh, dancers. Did they really? And they had um, a group that came 300 deep and had a whole theater to themselves. You know, And so I was just blown away by people in our uh, African attire, you know, wow. so that was, that was incredible, but it's definitely going to warrant multiple viewings because it's so rich and so layered and so complex and there's so much to process. And so this movie can actually, you know, be therapeutic for people on so many levels. And so it, it's, it's definitely a moment. It's, it's an event movie. It's just, uh, just ripe for dialogue that translate on so many levels. And so I'm so, um, proud of the cast and I need to find Ryan Coogler on social media because I'm about to stalk him. (laughs) (laughs) Be careful there, Malcolm. (laughs) All right. Thanks very much for the call. That's it. That's really interesting that uh, they did all that at Bel Air. And as we, as he points out, that's really the only place to go see a movie, a first run movie anymore uh, in Detroit. Uh, We're struggling still with, uh, with movie theaters in one of the largest cities in America, but that's another conversation. Oh boy, yeah. Let's Monday on Detroit today. <laughs> that's right. Why don't we have more? All right, uh, Damon. Damon in Detroit. Welcome to Detroit today. Hey, good morning, mm-hmm. Stephen. Man, I can't believe you didn't go see the movie last night because <laughs> you've got to be the. I was like, I'll wait till the weekend too, and then I was like, No, I'm not about to have a bunch of people talking about the movie, and I can't. <laughs> and I can't. School and is more important, Damon. Folks, about a movie that you haven't seen. You are because because the movie. Like the previous caller said, you have to see more than once because it is so layered. Yeah. It has, I mean, even to the point where you deal with his sister and who she is and how young she mm-hmm. is and that an elder says something about why is she over something. So it is just, it is so layered mm-hmm. in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Like the um, your guest said about women, women are his bodyguards. Right. And, it's, and that alone, when you really take the time to look at it is magnificent on so many levels. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, Damon, I am, I am very jealous and uh, I will get to see the movie. I love that he called you out on that. I I really do. (laughs) Those are always my favorite callers. School is more important. (laughs) It's true. Film. It is. And uh, I didn't want to, I didn't want to mess that up and I didn't want to go see it without my son either. So uh, I wanted to wait till he could, he could do it and not have to worry about uh, uh, about his schoolwork. So, Damon, thanks uh, very much for the call. Uh, let's take one more call here. Aaron, uh, Aaron in Detroit. Welcome to Detroit. Good morning. Hey. Yeah, before I make my comment, I just wanted to say that Stephanie, a couple of callers ago, uh-huh. my new white lady hero. <laughs> you go. I really like that comment. But uh, I did read, I wasn't a real big comic book person, but my younger brother was, and I did read some of uh, Black Panther, but what I wanted to say is, is I'm definitely going to see the movie, of course, but um, we have, you know, uh, we have to be careful that that we don't delude ourselves that, that any one 
unsustained action, whether it's a movie or anything, is going to change the attitudes of people who have entrenched themselves in fear or some kind of a, a, a you know, dis uh, or, or anti-African uh, uh, feelings or whatever. So sure. uh, it's it's about uplifting us and. One of the things I have a problem with sometimes with with uh, uh, the African uh, American experiences is that because we've been denied so much for so long that any little thing we get we overreact to it. Mm, that's but great. It's, it's it's good to have black heroes and it's mm. good that that we show support for things that are positive and black and and this movie sounds like a wonderful example of that and I can't wait to see it. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, thanks as always for the call and yep. the comments there. Uh, and I and I think you're right that you, you got to start somewhere, right? Uh, <laughs> the, it, this may not be the thing that that changes things in Hollywood or in the culture permanently, but uh, it's a step in the right direction. All right, uh, Candace Fortman, marketing director at WDET. David Dennis, uh, adjunct professor of journalism at Morehouse, writer for Interactive One. Thank you both for being here on Detroit Today. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And, of course, uh, get out and see Black Panther. I'm going to go see it. Uh, You should, too. All right, that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, I will be back next week. I hope you will, too. Detroit Today is produced by Laura Weber Davis and Jake Neer. The program director is Joan Isabella. The technical director and engineer is Matthew Trevethan. And associate producers are Gus Navarro and Ziad Butch. The Detroit Today theme song was composed by WDET's Sam Bobian. And remember, if you missed any of today's show or any of the shows this week, you can go to iTunes, download, and subscribe to Detroit Today. Take us with you. Listen when you are ready. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's public radio station, a community service of Wayne State University. See you next week.